The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. This is Father John Zolsdorf. We welcome as our guest today the Rituali Romanum. We are going to explore the Latin of the last rites in the traditional form. There is enough evidence that Latin is more effective in our rites than the vernacular to warrant the use of Latin and often. Uh, it would be warranted in any event because it is the official language of the sacred liturgical worship of the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, from time to time on the blog and in my writings I have lamented the blatant disobedience of authorities to canon 249 in the 1983 Code of Canon Law. I remind the readership that that canon doesn't suggest or recommend or propose, but requires that seminarians be very well skilled in the Latin language. The words that are used is linguam latinam bene caliant. Now, caliant comes from the Latin verb caleo, which means to be practiced, or to be wise by experience, to be skillful, or ver versed in, uh, to understand, to have knowledge of, caleo. It has two L's in it. And this is where we get the word calluses. Uh, when we have a callus, it's because we've done something repeatedly, which suggests that we are skilled in it. Uh, we become practiced, uh, and that it's easy to do. But in this case, the canon doesn't just say kaleo or kaleant. It says bene kaleant. Let them be very well versed. Let them be very well experienced or skilled in Latin. And also we can review uh, Sacrosanctum Concilium number 36, Optatum Tutius number 13, just to point to documents of Vatican II, unless you hate Vatican II. But um, in any event, we don't uh, hate Vatican II, which is why we won't lie about it. And, um, oh, by the way, when rectors or others stand up during ordinations to attest before God that the men to be ordained for the Latin Church have been properly trained, can that be true if they have no Latin? So what are they really stating before God and the Church? if this has been completely and utterly ignored, usually on purpose. But I'm digressing. I recently had the opportunity to administer the last sacraments to a man deeply committed to the traditional practice of the faith. And he wanted the traditional rites, and he wanted them in Latin. Uh, when I was in his presence, I queried him again about this, and he affirmed that he wanted everything in Latin, even parts that could be done in English. Hence, I absolved him in Latin, anointed him in Latin, and gave him viaticum in Latin. And on the drive home, it occurred to me that some priests out there might benefit from a recording of the Latin of these rites, just as I have made recordings of the Latin of other rites, such as different parts of Holy Mass, even how to sing them, uh, the blessing of water, uh, the forms of absolution, 
uh, both uh, the pre-conciliar and post-conciliar forms, the obligatory Latin parts and traditional baptism and so forth. Uh, well, so why not these rites as well? Why not the last rites? Uh, now, in another podcast, I've done the forms of absolution for the sacrament of penance uh, in both pre-conciliar and post-conciliar forms, but I will say them, I'll repeat them again here for the sake of completeness. Now, the book I'm going to use is the Parish Ritual of 1962, which was recently reprinted. And I use this because I just happened to have used it uh, when I went to visit this, uh, this gentleman and give him last rites. Now in the parish ritual, when you come to the section on extreme unction, it says that in some place it is uh, customary for the priest to read uh, from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew and, uh, and have some prayers and so forth. But uh, the, the actual ritual... Uh, chapter 2 of Title 5 uh, begins with the uh, the part about um, you know going straight to the anointing the priest arrival at the house or at least the room where the uh, the sick person is so the priest enters and says Pax huic domui peace to this house et omnibus habitantibus in ea is the response and to all who dwell Herein. So that's Pax Huic Domui et Omnibus Habitantibus in Ea. As the priest comes into the room, he sprinkles holy water around the person who is sick and those present, and he says the antiphon, Asperges me domine hisopo et mundabor, lavabis me et supernivem de albabor. I actually have heard priests say de albabor which makes the angels weep. Uh, in any event, at this point, the priest could hear the confession of the person, uh, driving everyone from the room, of course. And um, the form of absolution goes like this. After the uh, penance has been given, an act of contrition heard, Misereatur tui omnipotens Deus, et dimissis peccatis tuis, perducat te ad vitam eternam. Amen. He holds out his right hand. Indulgentiam absolutionem et remissionem peccatorum tuorum tribuat tibi omnipotens et misericors dominus. Amen. Dominus noster, Jesus Christus, te absolvat et ego auctoritate ipsius te absolvo ab omni vinculo excommunicationis suspensionis et interdicti in quantum possum et tu indiges de inde te absolvo a peccatis tuis in nomine patris et filii et spiritu sancti amen uh, of course if the person is a lay if the penitent is a lay person you um, omit the word suspensionis because that's something that only a cleric um, can uh, can be under. And then, Passio Domini Nostri Jesu Christi, Merita Beate Marie Virginis, et Omnium Sanctorum, Quidquid Boni Feceris, et Mali Sustinueris, Sint Tibi in Remissionem Peccatorum, Augmentum Gratiae, et Premium Vitae Eterne. Amen. 
and if uh, for a really grave reason, you can use a shorter form. Ego te absolvo ab omnibus censuris et peccatis in nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Obviously, I'm going slowly and carefully with this so that uh, those of you who need to, to work on it uh, can hear it a little bit better. Uh, remember, fathers, that if the penitent is sui compos, try to hear his confession before anointing. Remember the old distinction about sacraments of the living and the sacraments of the dead. The sacraments of the dead restore a person to spiritual life, hence they are the sacraments of baptism and of penance. The sacraments of the living are to be given to those who are alive, that means in the state of grace. In order to be effective, they must be received in the state of grace. For example, a person who is not in the state of grace can receive the sacrament of confirmation validly, but that sacrament then will be kind of dormant or dead within them until they are in the state of grace. The same thing for matrimony or holy orders. Anointing is one of these. It's, it's a sacrament of the living, not a sacrament of the dead. However, there is the case when the person is not sui compos and is incapable of making a confession. And in that case, in an emergency, the sacrament of anointing can also forgive sins. But always do your best to hear the penitent's confession before you anoint. So let's go on and plow through this right. I'll use the Latin, uh, just the Latin, and you can follow along in your books if you have them. Now the priest says, Adutorium nostrum in nomine domini, qui fecit celum et terram, dominus fobiscum et cum spiritu tuo, oremus. In troeat domine Jesu Christe, Domum hanc sub nostre humilitatis ingressu, eterna felicitas, divina prosperitas, serena letitia, caritas fructuosa, sanitas sempiterna, effugiat ex hoc loco, accessus demonum, ad sint angeli pacis, domumque hanc deserat, omnis maligna discordia. Magnifica Domine, super nos, nomen sanctum tuum, et benedic nostre conversationi, sanctifica nostre humilitatis ingressum, qui sanctus et qui pius es, et permanes cum Patre et Spiritu Sancto in secula seculorum. Amen. Now you probably figured out I'm using a little bell when you have to make the sign of the cross. Going on. Oremus et deprecemur Dominum nostrum Jesum Christum, ut benedicendo benedicat hoc tabernaculum, et omnes habitantes in eo, et det eis angelum bonum custodem, et faciat eos sibi servire ad considerandum mirabilia de lege sua, avertat ab eis Omnes contrarias potestates, eripiat eos ab omni formidine, et ab omni perturbatione, axanos in hoc tabernaculo custodire dinietur, qui cum Patre et Spiritu Sancto 
vivit et regnat Deus in secula seculorum. Amen. Oremus, exaudi nos Domine Sancte, Pater Omnipotens, Eterne Deus, et mitteri dinieris Sanctum Angelum Tuum de Celis, qui custodiat, foveat, protegat, visitet, atque defendat, omnes habitantes in hoc habitaculo, per Christum Dominum Nostrum. Amen. That last prayer, of course, is used when you have the asperges before Sunday Mass. Certain prayers repeat themselves, which suggests that these are the prayers that the priest should have memorized. At this point, it says that the confiteor, with the absolutions in the singular form, can be said, or they can be omitted. They can do, be done either in whole or in part, and in Latin or the vernacular. But let's just, for the sake of completeness, um, do, it in, uh, do it in Latin. Confiteor Deo Omnipotenti, Beate Marie Semper Virgini, Beato Michaeli Arcangelo, Beato Ioanni Baptiste, Sanctis Apostolis Petro et Paolo, Omnibus Sanctis et Vobis Fratres, Quia peccavi nimis, cogitatione verbo et opere, mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. Ideo precor beatam Mariam semper virginem, beatum Michaelem archangelum, beatum Ioannem baptistam, sanctos apostolos Petrum et Paulum, omnes sanctos et vos fratres, orare pro me ad Dominum Deum nostrum. Misereatur tui, Omnipotens Deus, et demisis peccatis tuis, perducat te ad vitam eternam. Amen. Indulgentiam absolutionem et remissionem peccatorum tuorum, tribuat tibi omnipotens et misericors dominus. Amen. Now at this point the ritual says that uh, you can recite the seven penitential psalms with the litany of saints, uh, or other prayers, or during the administration of the anointing. Uh, in the meanwhile, the priest puts his right hand over the head of the sick person and says, In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti, extinguatur in te omnis virtus diaboli per impositionem manuum nostrarum, et per invocationem gloriose et sancte Dei genetricis virginis Mariae, eusque incliti sponsi Iosef, et omnium sanctorum angelorum, archangelorum, patriarcarum, prophetarum, apostolorum, martyrum, confessorum, virginum, atque omnium simul sanctorum, Amen. That last part must be done in Latin, by the way. And then the priest goes on, in Latin, and must be in Latin, to anoint the eyes, ears, nostrils, mouth with closed lips, hands, and the feet, and the feet of the sick person. Per istam sanctam unctionem et suam piissimam misericordiam, indulgeat tibi dominus quid quid per visum delequisti. Amen. For the ears, per istam sanctam unctionem et suam piissimam misericordiam, indulgeat tibi dominus, quidquid quid per auditum delequisti. Amen. 
Shall the astrals per istam sanctam unctionem et suam piissimam misericordiam indulgeat tibi dominus quid quid per odoratum deliquisti. Amen. For the mouth per istam sanctam unctionem et suam piissimam misericordiam indulgeat tibi dominus quid quid per gustum et locutionem deliquisti. Amen. For the anointing of the hands, per istam sanctam unctionem et suam piissima misericordiam indulgeat tibi dominus quid quid per tactum deliquisti. Amen. Uh, there's a famous story, by the way, uh, about Talleyrand, um, the French uh, minister who was an ex-bishop. Uh, when he was dying and the priest was trying to anoint the palms of his hands, uh, he reminded the priest that he had been a bishop and therefore he had to anoint the back of his hands. So if the dying man is a priest or a bishop, you anoint the back of the hands. But if the lay per if the layperson is dying, then you anoint the palms of their hands. And uh, also, if a person is missing, you know, one of these body parts that have to be anointed, and that happens, and sometimes it has just happened, uh, and then you anoint as close to the place as possible. Um, there have been a couple of times when I've had to reach in during an emergency while doctors were working uh, using a, a clamp with a cotton ball in the end, but I digress. Anyway, let's go on to the feet. Per istam sanctam unctionem et suam piissima misericordiam indulgea tibi dominus quid quid per gressum deliquisti. Amen. And so we've anointed the feet. The, the, it says that the anointing of the feet can be omitted for a reasonable cause. For example, if the patient's all bundled up and so forth, well, don't insist that you get at the feet. Uh, going on. Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison, Kyrie eleison, Pater noster, and you say that silently up until, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed liberanos a malo. At this point, uh, you have uh, grammatical indications for whether or not the person is male or female, and I'll just repeat the word in the other, uh, in the other gender. Salvum. Salvam fac servum tuum, ancillam tuam. Deus meus sperantem in te, mitte ei domine auxilium de sancto, et de sion tuere eum. Eam. Esto ei domine turris fortitudinis, a facie inimici. Nihil proficiat inimicus in eo. Ea. Et filius iniquitatis non aponat nocere ei. Domine exaudio ratione meam, et clamor meus ad te veniat. Dominus vobiscum, et cum spiritu tuo. Oremus, and this must be done in Latin, these next prayers. Oremus, Domine Deus, qui per apostolum tuum Jacobum locutus es, Infirmatur quis in vobis, inducat presbyteros ecclesiae et orent super eum, ungentes eum oleo in nomine domini, et oratio fidei salvabit infirmum, et alleviabit eum dominus, et si in peccatis sit, remitentur ei, 
cura quesibus, redemptor noster, gratia sancti spiritus, languores istius infirmi, infirme, eusque sana vulnera, et dimite peccata, atque dolores cunctos mentis et corporis abeo, ea, expelle, plenamque interius et exterius sanitatem misericorditer rede, ut ope misericordie tue restitutus, restituta, ad pristina reparetur officia, qui cum patre et eodem spiritu sancto vivis et regnas Deus in secula seculorum. Amen. Oremus. Respice quesimus domine famulum tuum, then you put in the name, famulam tuam, then you put in the name, in infirmitate sui corporis faticentem et animam refove quam creasti, ut castigationibus emendatus, emendata, se tua sentiat medicina salvatum, salvatam, per Christum Dominum nostrum. Amen. Oremus, Domine Sancte, Pater Omnipotens, Eterne Deus, qui benedictionis Tue, gratiam egris infundendo corporibus, facturam Tuam, multiplici pietate custodis, ad invocationem Tui nominis benignus assiste, ut famulum Tuum, famulam tuam, ab egritudine liberatum, liberatam, et sanitate donatum, donatam, dextera tua erigas, virtute confirmes, potestate tue aris, atque ecclesiae tue sancte, cum omni desiderata prosperitate restituas, per Christum Dominum nostrum. Amen. And that concludes the rite of extreme unction. Now, if you're going to go on to the communion of the sick, uh, you don't have to do the Pax Huic Domui over again, and you don't have to do the Asperges over again, and you don't have to do the Adutorium and the Exaudi Nos Domine Sancte. Uh, you don't need the Confiteor, and you don't need the Miseriatur. Um, uh, you, you basically uh, just go on with the uh, um, the communion rite. So, uh, following the rubrics for how to handle the Blessed Sacrament, you say, uh, holding the host up, Ecce agnus Dei, Ecce quitollit peccata mundi. And then three times, Domine non sum dignus, ut intres subtectum meum, sed tanctum dic verbo et sanabitur anima mea. Of course, you have to use that in Mass, so it's very good to know that part. Then, if this is viaticum, you give it to the person saying, accipe frater, or if a woman, soror, viaticum corporis domini nostri, Jesu Christi, qui te custodiat, ab hoste maligno, et perducat in vitam eternam. Amen. 
if the Holy Communion is not given as viaticum, you use the usual formula, Corpus Domini Nostri Jesu Christi, custodiat animam tuam in vitam eternam. Amen. And that's absolutely one of the prayers that every priest should know, period. And of course, if there's imminent danger of death, uh, you can, um, even if you haven't anointed beforehand, you're just bringing communion to the sick, you can omit a whole bunch of things here. Remember, the most important thing is the to get to the person as they're dying. So, uh, going on at the right. Dominus vobiscum et cum spiritu tuo, oremus. Domine Sancte, Pater Omnipotens, Eterne Deus, Te Fideliter Deprecamur, Ut Accipienti Fratri Nostro, Sorori Nostre, Sacrosanctum Corpus Domini Nostri, Jesu Christi, Filii Tui, Tam Corpori, Quam Anime, Prosit Ad Remedium Sempiternum, Qui Tecum Vivit et Regnat, in unitate Spiritus Sancti, Deus, per omnia secula seculorum. Now, the rubrics here say that if there are several sick people in the same place, um, then you have to change the, the forms to plural. Uh, say, for example, God forbid there's some terrible disaster and there are all sorts of people around you dying and they need the sacraments, then you use the plural. So you would after, you'd say this prayer, Domine Sancte, and then you'd say, Ut accipientibus fratribus or sororibus nostris and you just have to make the changes as you go then uh, finally when it's time to repose the blessed sacrament uh, you would say uh, panem de cedo prestitisti eis and add alleluia during paschal time omne delectamentum in se habentem and you add alleluia in paschal time dominus obiscum ecum spiritu tuo and then this is a prayer that everybody should know, every priest should know by heart, because you use it also at benediction. Oremus, Deus, qui nobis, sub sacramento mirabili, passionis tue memoriam reliquisti, tribue quesumus, ita nos corporis et sanguinis tui, sacra misteria venerari, ut redemptionis tue fructum in nobis, Jugiter sensiamus, qui vivis et regnas in secula seculorum. Amen. Of course, after this, uh, you want to give them, uh, anyone there, your priestly blessing. So the form that you use is Benedictio Dei Omnipotentis, Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti, descendat super te et maneat semper. Amen. If there are more than one uh, person there, you use vos. You say, Benedictio Dei Omnipotentis, Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti, Descendat Super Vos et Maniat Semper. This is one of those prayers that every single priest should know. That Benedictio Dei Omnipotentis, and you raise your hands, you do what I call making the box, right? You may raise your hands and then bring them together up in front of your face, lowering them slightly, put your left hand in your breast, and you make the sign of the cross over the person or persons. If it's one person or just a couple people, you could touch them in their heads or something like that. But remember, you know, lawsuits. So uh, um, in any event, you could always make just the sign of the cross. 
So that is the Latin that you used, and I set out here really to deal with the Latin rather than all the rubrics. You can read the rubrics yourself and uh, find your way through them uh, on your own. And it's not uh, rocket science, and after a while there's an inner logic to what you do which will help you go along. You'll see what things get precedence, when, how you act, how you move, and so forth. It'll all come clear to you. Remember there's an old phrase too, fabricando fabri fimus. We become carpenters by doing carpentry work. Well, you become priests by doing priest work. You just have to do these things. Uh, maybe a little practice. Maybe sometime when you're together with a couple of priests or something, you can you can work on this if it was never taught to you uh, in, in seminary. And I know that for a fact, it wasn't for a lot of people, especially the Latin. But uh, you could work on it together. You know, this is... You think about how important the last moments of life are for people. You want to do it right. Right? Well, there we are. Uh, thank you very much for listening and giving you your kind attention. And please pray for me as I will for you.